0: Welcome to the Remarkability Institute podcast, turning the art of communication into the science of remarkable results. BART is committed to giving 1 million people their voice. BART is committed to giving you your voice. It's time for you to stand up, step out, and speak up. With more than 30 years' experience helping people develop their communication skills, build their confidence, and find their voice, here's your host, Bart Queen.
1: Welcome to the Remarkability Institute. This is Bart Queen, your host. Guys, I am especially excited about today from a communication perspective. You have heard me many times say that I truly believed every 17 and 18-year-old should get this information. And today's podcast is focused on the power of those skills and the impact it's made on some young people I've had the privilege of working with. My guest today is Tina Bennett. Tina Bennett has been a teacher for over 27 years, and there are a couple of things that come to mind as I think about her and education. It's a great quote from Nelson Nelson Mandela said, Education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. Tina Bennett is a great example of that idea of taking education, using it as a weapon, and helping change not only the world, not only the classroom, not only her community, but every single student that she's touched In the last 27 years, what I have found as I have worked with these students and you give them the power to communicate, it changes how they do that first job interview when someone says to them, why should I hire you? It gives them the power and the confidence when they get into school or college to do those college presentations, for lack of a better term, when they have to get up on their feet and articulate a message. And more importantly, in my mind, it begins to lay a solid foundation for how they're going to communicate with their spouse or their significant other. So as we walk through this podcast today, here's what I would ask you as a listener to think about. Think about a youth group, a Boy Scout group, a Girl Scout group, a 4-H group, a church group, a sporting group that you feel like this information would be valuable to and share it. I think if we each did that, we'd have an opportunity to empower our young people empower our young people to change their communities and empower our young people to be the future leaders of not only their countries, but their world. My very first opportunity in getting to work with a youth group was in 2008. One of the women in my class, as she was getting up and sharing, said that her family owned an orphanage in Kenya. And I stopped her and I said, if you find any value in what I share, I will bring my team and we will come to Kenya and we'll work with your juniors and seniors in this orphanage in Kenya. Nine months later, we were there. For a whole solid week, I had an opportunity to work with 60 juniors and seniors in high school. The majority of these students had one set of clothes from the orphanage. Many of them didn't even have shoes. They did all their academic study by a kerosene lantern. No electricity in this orphanage. They got one meal a day. These young people had so very little. But guys, you've never met a young person with a bigger heart that wanted to give more than these 60 young people. And when you asked them what they wanted to do when they finished up high school, many of them were, I want to become a leader, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a pilot, I want to be a surgeon. And they all wanted to come back to Kenya to be able to give to their country. It was an amazing group of young people. And as I flew back across the Atlantic, and I'm thinking, okay, Bart, what do you do next? I really felt like I got laid on my heart to give a million people their voice. And that was the beginning of a brand new journey for me of reaching out to any youth group that I could possibly reach out to. Now, Tina and I were high school friends and college friends. So I shared this experience and this story with her. And she said, Bart, if you have time, come to my high school. Now, her high school is located in California, a rural community, and most of the students are are students of typical farm workers right along that California coastline. Now, Tina is unique in my idea as a teacher, comes to the table with 27 years of experience in teaching, mostly within the ag field, the bioscience field, and the chemistry field. The word that comes to mind as I think about Tina is the word dedicated. Dedicated in the sense that she always goes up and beyond. And up and beyond in three major places. Up and beyond in the content she's sharing in science, in chemistry, or in ag. Up and beyond in the relationships she has with her students. For the majority of the students, she becomes more like a second mom to them. And up and beyond in the scope of content, giving students in her classrooms more life skills as well as the subject matter skills that they need. She has a very unique way of driving the learning desire in the hearts of these students that make them want to try harder and do more. She's also one of those people that creates an immediate ripple effect whether she's with the staff, she's with her teachers, she's with the students, she's with her friends, or with she's with her church group. I also might add, just from being her friend for as long as I have, she's not a bad cook. She gets a little crazy in adding these far-out ingredients that just drives me crazy. But if you want a variance on a recipe, Tina is the one that can do it. So with all that in mind, Tina, welcome. Welcome to the Remarkability Institute. It is great to see you this morning. Thank you, Bart. It is wonderful to be here. It's always a joy to see your smiling face, even though you're on the left side of the country. And does that mean you're on the right side of the country? (laughs) I'm on the right side. That is correct. (laughs) Now, I never said I would live on the right side of the country. I always said I'd live on the left side. But here I am. It is a beautiful place. Tina, I wanted to focus today. I believe you and I have had an opportunity at your high school to work with your students for roughly about six years. If, if you would, kick it off just a little bit about what those initial experiences have been with the students over the first couple of years and what you experienced as a result of me coming to your school and working with the young people.
2: How to put that in words. Wow. It has been transformational both for the students and in my life to see these young people that have struggles beyond what we could imagine walk into your class and in three weeks walk out transformed. Three weeks? Three days. Yes, three days. I wish I could be
1: there for three weeks. I wish you could, too. We could do a lot more students that way. Guys, Tina has a tendency to push my limit with class. Now, normally with the students, no more than 12. And I think one year she said, okay, Bart, please 15. And the next year it was like, okay, Bart, please, I have 20. And one year she had 30 students for me to work with. She about killed me in that group. All right, continue. I'm sorry for interrupting.
2: I want as many students as possible to experience what you have to offer them. As you were talking about what you believe the students got out of the course, I think it's even more fundamental than that. I think that going through your course gives them a confidence that no other thing has ever given them, a confidence to speak and engage with other people, the confidence to share their beliefs and the confidence to really walk out and live their purpose.
1: Can you give us an example, maybe of a student that you can think of where you feel like that happened? Oh,
2: how many hours do you have?
1: We have about 30 minutes.
2: Let's start with Anna. Anna was taking my chemistry course and she would come in after school for help. And oftentimes, she would be in my class after school in tears, feeling unworthy. She was a young, eldest girl in a Hispanic family. And they tend to get a lot of responsibility for taking care of their siblings. But they don't get the support to dream their dreams. Her brother was attending Harvard University. And she felt unworthy and unsupported. And I remember tears during your class from Anna. After taking your class, Anna stood up and to- told her team, I will never sell myself short again. She has one more year left at Irvine University and a business communications major. And one of her goals is to give young ethnic women their voices. This was a girl who didn't have a voice in her home, and now she's giving a voice to women in her life.
1: I remember those tears as we did her first, her first exercise, and the difference in their confidence level when she did her final exercise at the end of the three days. Mm-hmm. There was another youngster that I I remember very much that came to mind, and that was Soraya.
2: Soraya, oh, she really took the skills and ran with them. I had Soraya as a freshman, and I had to push Soraya to pass my class. I tend to be a little bit intense with students, not allowing them to give up. And toward the end of the year, she started coming in for help and passed the class, joined a team the next year, started doing better. When I invited her to the boot camp, afterwards, she told me, this Bennett, really my freshman year, I was more interested in getting high than going to school. So Raya, after she took your course, would go in and speak to freshman classes to tell them, don't make the mistakes I've made. She would use your skills to communicate to other people how to be their true authentic selves. She started counseling at a drug and alcohol group in the community. Soraya went into junior college in biology and changed her major to elementary education because she wants to give young people a hope and a future and help them not make the mistakes she's made. She's now at Sacramento
1: State finishing up her teaching credential. Wow, that's incredible. Share with us a little bit about some of the challenges the students faced and then how they overcame those in class.
2: The first year we did the program, it was at the end of the year, before the last couple of weeks. I think communication and resilience is a challenge with young people these days. We live in such a techno world that they're so used to texting and shortcuts and the Internet that they have lost the ability to communicate one-on-one verbally with people. The first year we had the class, we had a teacher luncheon for retirement, and I had three teachers come up to me and ask me what I did to those students. They couldn't believe the change in three short days that had happened with those students. The challenge for them is how to articulate what is in their heart. We have amazing students. They have dreams and hopes, and they really want to change the world for the better. Your class gave them not only the confidence to stand up, but the skills to articulate what they were thinking and to interact with their audience in a way to help them understand. Most of the students that I followed up with became more involved in school. They became more philanthropic in their beliefs. They wanted to give back. It empowered them to become their true selves.
1: One of the things that I've always seen in these youth groups is just the transformation when someone believes in them. In my training room, I have a poster that sits over the whiteboard that says, if one someone, one someone believes in you, one someone, you cannot fail. And many times with each one of those students when we're in class, I, I really try to focus and help on seeing their potential, the, the things that are, are just seeds that need to come out as compared to the problems that they're facing. Because they're focused on their problems, the issues, and their concerns, the things that they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis or a circumstance that they're having to live within. I'm trying to show them just the other side. The positive side of what, not who they are, but what they can become. And the fruit of that when they run with it is just so amazing to me. And it drives me to want to do it more and more. It's life-changing. It brings to mind Guadalupe,
2: who was a young lady that took your class. And her story in tears before the team was she didn't believe in herself. She didn't believe that she had value. Her parents told her she was ugly and she got these messages that she was unworthy from the outside world. She learned to see herself differently. She learned how to communicate her worth. So Guadalupe from a woman who didn't believe in herself, who felt she was ugly, to the next year coming to me and telling me she was running for homecoming queen. The belief in herself became real. And I think that's what this class does more than anything. It empowers a student to be their best self.
1: Every time I think about her or I tell the story, and I tell the story often, it always brings a tear to my eye. She's an amazing young woman. Tell us a a little bit about, Mary was a unique young lady that brought a lot of vivacious energy to the table.
2: Mary was a leader in her ag classes. She has a zest for life and a taste to be and do all that she can be. And what your class did for her is it just gave her avenues to express herself. She She joined us in the... National
1: National Speakers Association Conference?
2: Conference. And as a senior in high school, held her own with professionals in the speaking world. She made contacts and networked while she was there. She
1: bring a zest to the room that she carries forward with her into life. She would walk into the room and the room would light up. I distinctly remember that. I think she's at San Jose State. Is that where she ended up?
2: Yes, she should be graduating this next year.
1: How cool is that? Mm. So if you were going to to summarize the benefits for the students, say three benefits that they're walking out the door with at the end of our time together, what would those be from your perspective as a teacher?
2: There's far more than three benefits. I would say the top three may include a confidence in themselves that they didn't have before, to overcome whatever struggles. And our students have struggles that you and I never had to encounter, and an ability to articulate who they are and what they believe. and an enthusiasm and a belief that
1: they have the power to change a world. Giving them that sense that they can get out there and make a difference early is transformational for anyone, let alone for the students. The other thing that your high school has had the opportunity to do, Tina, was participate in our national youth speak competition. I believe last year you brought, was it three or four students to North Carolina for our competition? Four. The national youth speak competition has been a dream of mine for a long time. This idea of a kind of a speech contest, guys that really follows the traditional spelling be kind of a model where you're doing local competitions more of a state competition regional competitions and then a national competition tina's high school had the opportunity to participate last year in north carolina you share with us tina a little bit about what your students who participate in that experienced
2: i believe it's transformational also for them Not only do they get to go and compete against other students across the nation, but they get to see a different part of the world. They get to encounter students who are like-minded in ways, but very different in ways. It opens their world up. Some students in our school rarely leave California. There was a student on our trip that had never been on an airplane before. Who was that? That was one of the young ladies. She was her first time to fly. Those life experiences open their world and make them realize they're not limited to what they know, that the world is full of possibilities. I think for me, that trip, the greatest
1: impact was on Luis. Uh, Tell us about Luis. What an amazing young man. Oh, Luis has captured all of our
2: hearts. This young man, when I first met him, would not look in your eyes. You could barely hear him, and it was very difficult to understand him. At five years old, Luis got a seizure disorder. And every time he has a seizure, it affects his communication and thinking skills. He has lived with this for all these years and he has overcome so much. It's just amazing.
1: I remember when you first came to me in and asked me about him participating in the program when I was about to come out and you were somewhat hesitant. And I was like, absolutely. Bra- Of course, without a shadow of a doubt.
2: And he he lived up to
1: that, every bit of it.
2: He lived up to every bit of it. He is a diamond. This young man would come to class, your class every day. And even though he had seizures during our training, he would continue on. He was asked, do you want to go home? And he always said no until the very last day when... He had a large seizure and was asked if he wanted to go home, and he said no, but his teacher and his mother made him at the very end. Was
1: that Kristen, right? Kristen, yes, his speech teacher. Oh, okay. All right. When
2: we started together to practice for the competition, at first he didn't want to, but he came to support his team. And we talked to him just a little bit, and he decided, yes, he wanted to compete, not with a thought that I need to win, but with a thought I want to tell people my story. During the class, if you recall, he talked about soccer, his favorite sport. For the competition, he talked about seizure disorders and having one and how it affected people around him and himself. Such a brave move for this young man. During the competitions, he was the biggest cheerleader and support in the room. He would tell people, that was great, but make sure you take eye contact. That was wonderful, but your voice needs to be louder. He did that, took these skills into his speech groups, and he would... Coach them and encourage it. This man lived these skills. And I saw emerge from this cocoon of this sheltered, quiet kid with no confidence, this young man with a bright aura and a smiling face that affected all the people around him. He worked hard. He went to the competition. He made it through the contest. And as we were waiting for the elevator, had a seizure. He held on to that belief. And I believe that Luis was one of the hits of the competition. Everybody was drawn to him there because his light was able to shine.
1: I remember when he gave his talk, I was in the room when he gave his talk, that young man spoke for, I don't know, probably 20, 25 minutes, not one um or ah, as he struggled to share his content. And if I remember correctly, he won the Gideon award for courage as a result of his efforts.
2: Just three weeks before the competition, he was actually hospitalized for a seizure his topic was not just seizure disorder, but it was, his belief statement is that he may have this disorder, but it would not defeat him.
1: He's definitely an example of not being <laughs> defeated.
0: Communicating a thought or an idea in a clear and concise manner is a skill that takes time and practice to develop. The challenge is, how do you prepare your thoughts and messages to engage your audience? The question becomes, how do you deliver a message that gets your audience to listen and take action? Let us help you prepare your message, gain confidence, and practice your message along the way to a powerful presentation that gets your point across and drives your audience to want to know more. Reach out to us at BarkQueen.com.
1: If you could offer a lesson to all the other potential students, young people out there today, about getting their voice, about finding their voice, of being able to express their heart clearly and articulately, out of just from your experience with these students, what would be that lesson in maybe one or two simple sentences?
2: I think for teachers it is we don't realize the unlocked potential that these students have. And that anything we can do to empower that will change our world. And for the students, it's an empowerment that allows them to live their purpose, their best life, and to impact others while doing so.
1: Well, I know for me, part of the joy and the excitement of every year is being able to come to your high school and spend time with your students. One year, your class gave me a Santa Maria High School cap that I wear often when when I'm at home. So I proudly wear the Santa Maria High School colors. I very proudly serve you and the students that you have an opportunity to touch.
2: These students are remarkable. And your gift to them is helping them realize and actualize that remarkability.
1: Well, my gift to them is just being able to share the skill sets because I know what the skills have done for me in my own personal life and what they've done in my professional life and what a difference it makes. And when I think about how we can reach as many students as we can because they are our future it just inspires me more and more to reach out to more and more students so for those of you who are listening if you have a youth group if you have a group of students you feel like that this would fa- that would find value in this i am and my organization is very open to serving that group of students You can go to my website at barkqueen.com, go right to our community service page, and you can begin to see some of the work that we've done with the National Youth Speak, with high school groups, with college groups, and some of the youth groups I've had a privilege of touching in Kenya or in India or in Africa. One of the very special groups that holds a very special place in my heart are some of the groups of young women I've had the privilege of serving in India. Most of these young ladies saved from human trafficking and prostitution. They're saved by an organization. They're put in job study programs. And then part of what I bring to the table is help them articulate their value when they get in the interview process, when someone says, why should I hire you? Seeing these young women hold their head up, their shoulders back, and become very proud in who they are, forgetting what their past is and only looking to the future, should be an inspiration to every single one of us as human beings. I can't stress the importance of us giving our young people their voice. And anything that any of us can do to facilitate that I hope you would be committed to as I am committed to. One of my favorite old quotes is that, be the change in the world you want to see. So each one of us has that responsibility to be the catalyst to start that change. Tina, it's been an absolute privilege to have you on today. What a joy it is to see you. Thank you so much for sharing all these wonderful stories. I'm sure the listeners today are as inspired as I am hearing them over and over again. So thank you so very much.
2: Thank you and thank you for giving the gifts of these strategies to our kids. You have changed so many lives and you are definitely empowering our kids, our future. Thank you for
1: that. Thank you so much Tina. Guys, this is the Remarkability Institute. This is Bart Queen and I'll see you next time. Thank you
0: for listening to this episode of the Remarkability Institute with Bart Queen. Make your voice count today. Stand up, step out, and speak up. Your voice counts. Visit bartqueen.com for show notes and other resources to help you turn the art of communications into the science of remarkable results.